Brother Frank, and I'm glad to be with you, but I am not proud. I, pride is a bad word, but I, I mean I'm not thankful right now to be an American with the disgust that I am seeing. Let's pray. Father, there is a heaviness right now amongst this country of your believers. Lord, a seeing of what's going on, that the exposure of absolute corruption only, Lord, for the world to see it, but we to act like it doesn't exist. Lord, that which used to be hidden in the secret places are now being exposed in public, and the evil is being called good. But Lord, our hope is not in this kingdom. It's not in this earth, Lord. It's not in anything about the United States of America. Our hope is in you, Lord. And Lord, we sorrow because we knew that this nation once stood for for something that was good. It stood for our God. But now, Lord, we have we've stumbled and we've fallen, Lord. And God, we know that you cannot continue in such a manner as this and think that the Most High will not judge. But Lord, with judgment is justice. And Lord, justice will come for your remnant, Lord, one day. When you will come back, thank you, Lord, that vengeance is not ours. We don't have to worry about it. That's your job. So, Lord, may we allow that anger in our hearts to let go and release and begin to focus on our God who will make things right. We thank you and ask that you would bless this program to your honor and glory in Yeshua's powerful name. Amen. Folks, this is a serious time we are living in. And I want to start with Matthew chapter 12, verse 25. And Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. Folks, we are living in the midst of the depravity of a fallen society. A people who call that which God says is abominable, good, and holy. Folks, you have seen the corruption that is going on right now. And listen, I want to say again, I've said it many times before. I have no problem with anybody who doesn't vote for Donald Trump because of moral beliefs. I respect that. God bless you for that. But don't you go out and vote for a party that believes in death and homosexuality and every vile transgenderism and, and everything that God says is wicked and calls it holy and then call yourself a believer. The hypocrisy is too much. I don't want to hear it anymore. You do not have to be a Republican to be a believer. That has nothing to do with I'm not talking about that. Folks, in the 2016 election, I did not vote. 
for Donald Trump. I wrote in Ben Carson because he was a man of God. He is a man of God. And I believe Ben Carson, uh, he prayed, he did miraculous surgeries and wonderful things. God uh, showed this man how to separate Siamese twins from the head. It was thought to be impossible and and just wonderful gifts. I couldn't vote for him because of his moral uh, failures, which we all are guilty of. Don't get me wrong. But I couldn't do it. But this election, I will just tell you plainly, I voted for Trump. Not for him, but I voted against the Democratic Party. Because even though I know with Republicans in the office, they're not going to stop abortion. They're not going to stop homosexuality. And it saddens my heart. But they are not going to increase it and intensify it to where you're coming out of the womb. Even now, they want to kill your children and say that this is the right way of life to your kids while they're in school. And the party of death, I cannot stand it. It is so sick and vile. And I have had enough of it. And I'll tell you, it pains me as one who has served this country as a United States Marine to see where it's gone to. And I'll tell you, folks, I've had to deal with myself in my own, my own heart this week has been very difficult. My wife's even been encouraging me because I've been sad seeing this corruption, not because I love America, because I'll tell you the truth, I've given up on this long time ago. But no matter how much I give up, it still hurts when you have served this country. And you have fought and you believed in something and you wanted for something better. To see it fall, it does hurt. But this country is not my home. It's not your home. And it is not going to be where we will spend the rest of our lives. We are looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. And I don't know, maybe God works a miracle and pulls this out under Trump. It really doesn't matter because our nation is filled with vile evil wickedness. You see it right now. I'm not talking about believers and followers of the Lord. I am talking about those who run the political system and those that follow them. What they buy into and believe in, it is disgusting. But I've learned this week and reminded right as I'm getting on even to this program of that famous verse in the Bible, and I want to share it with everybody right now. Proverbs chapter 3. In verse 5. And sometimes, folks, we talk about verses in the Bible and we say things and we, we, we find some comfort, but I want you to just honestly take a moment and absorb this word I'm about to speak to you. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Folks, trust in the Lord. I'm not going to lie. This has been a hard week. I've been kind of sour and bitter because of a lot of different things. And I hate to see the corruption, but the truth is I have to remind myself. I actually found myself slipping in right before the election a few days, really hoping to see Trump win and all that stuff, but not because I believed he's the savior, by far from it, but because I didn't want to see the party of corruption. But I didn't realize how much my heart had become attached to seeing that until I see what's going on now. And I'm reminded again, and even by my wife, thank you, dear, 
that I do not trust in the things of this earth. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding in all thy ways. Acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. And Father, we just want to stop for a minute right now in this show, and Lord, acknowledge you. Lord, I want to repent personally for putting any faith in a system, Lord. Even though I know it's so corrupt, Lord, I, I, I allowed myself to slip up these last days before the election, Lord, hoping in, this, in the flesh again, Lord, and I repent of that. Lord, I am like Abraham, Lord, being reminded right now that I'm looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. Lord, forgive me personally. And Lord, I am reminded in this hour to trust in no man, but to only trust in the Lord. The best of men are but a thorn hedge, a briar bush, Lord. That's how you describe them. We are to wait upon the Lord. Lord, I remember I have said it for years, no matter who has predicted, who has said things, who has prophesied, doesn't matter what. We trust only in God above every single thing, Lord. And Lord, may this program never divert from always reminding the listeners that only Jesus, only Yahweh, our Heavenly Father, can be trusted in this hour. Lord, we acknowledge you in all of your ways. They are so holy, Lord. Forgive us for our disobedience. Lord, make our obedience perfect in your Son, Father. It's my prayer in Yeshua's name. Amen. You know, Nebuchadnezzar had to learn the hard way. He had gotten puffed up in his own eyes. He had saw the good things of this world and he was confident in himself until he refused to listen to the interpretation of the vision when Daniel had shared it to him. And he said in Daniel uh, chapter 4, verse 25, Daniel says this by the spirit of the living God, that they shall drive thee from men. He's talking to Nebuchadnezzar. And thy dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field and they shall make thee to eat grass as oxen and they shall wet thee with the dew of heaven and seven times shall pass over thee till thou know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men and he giveth it to whomsoever he will. If Joe Biden ends up winning this. Folks, the God of heaven allowed it to happen. And he rewards us according to the book of Jeremiah with the fruit of our thoughts. And if this wickedness and this evil is what we want to embrace, then we will get what we have asked for. This is not our home, and it is the God of heaven who sets up and gives it to whomsoever he will. Remember, folks, I'm telling you honestly, I'm trying to be transparent here before you, that I mess up all the time. I mess up. I do things wrong. And I found myself 
for the love and the desire of the things of this world. I wasn't telling myself that, but I was because I run a business and all this stuff. So I was hoping that the prosperity of Babylon would keep going a little longer unless it was time for God's judgment, which I believe it is. But inside, in my heart, I was thinking, well, it's all going to crumble, but I wouldn't mind for it to keep going a little bit longer because the business depends on a good economy. But the truth is, folks, our business doesn't rely upon upon economy, upon this world. We rely where I work on God. And we, we, you know, that's why we have to give God what is God's, even from the business. And I can't remember, I can't forget that because the moment we stop trusting in God is the moment he pulls his covering from even where I work and the business I run. Folks, you cannot forget it is God who runs the things of this world. And if the devil makes a play and he's got one of his pawns at the head of a nation, it's because God allowed it to happen. He puts in whomsoever he wills, and we can never forget that. But the truth is we live in a fallen society and we are going to see some things coming in the near future. As you can see it right now, folks, I'm not prophesying. This is what the word of God says is going to come when a society embraces what it's embracing right now, the evil and the wickedness that is going on. And I want to share a verse out of the book of Malachi that speaks to the time that we are in right at this moment. It's Malachi chapter two and verse 17. This is what it says. Ye have wearied the Lord with your words. Yet ye say, wherein have we wearied him? When you say, everyone that doeth evil is good in the sight of the Lord, and he delighteth in them. Or where is the God of judgment? And that actually word judgment, it means justice. And, and, and if you read it in the, in, in the, uh, in the ESV, it, it says, the end of it says, or ask, where is the God of justice? Meaning, where God, the world is telling us and the church leaders are telling us that God loves everybody and delights in everyone, no matter what they do. And folks, let me just make this clear. Yes, God does love people and it's not his will that any should perish. But if you think he delights in the evil that they do and say it's okay, you've got another thing coming. The woman at the well, the woman, excuse me, that was brought to him in the act of adultery that was thrown down before the Lord. He said, where are thine accusers? He said, and they weren't there. And he said, neither do I condemn thee, but he said, go and sin no more. The Lord said, I forgive you, but you need to stop it right now. You cannot live that type of lifestyle and think that it's okay. And right here, everybody's saying God delights in everybody and it has infiltrated the church. Folks, I do IT work for a lot of different places. I go to even some church organizations, businesses, multi-site locations all over the place. And I've been in these pastors meetings and different things like that. We've had to do events and stuff. And I'm telling you right now, it has infiltrated the church, the social justice movement, because the end of that verse, it says, where is the God of justice or judgment? Meaning say, why? Where's the God of justice? See, because everybody, God, you're supposed to be the God of social justice who justifies all this homosexuality and killing babies. God loves everybody. Everyone, it's okay. That's just the way he operates. Huh? Where's your justice? Have you heard that before? It's what's in the news. It's what's being embraced in this society. It's what's being embraced in our churches. And God says, you're wearying me. You are wearying me with this keep quit t- 
telling God that everyone that does evil is a delight unto him because it is false. God has a standard, and he's not lowered it. He has actually raised it in the New Testament higher than it was in the Old Testament, and he's asking us to come up and quit trying to bring him down to our level. Folks, this society has gone berserk. It has gotten wicked, and we are divided, and we will not stand as a divided society. And we need to, right now, as believers, and I'm talking to myself, pull ourselves back from the political system. Pull ourselves back from the garbage of Babylon and remember that God is going to judge this country because we are killing babies, homosexuality, all of it. I can't, I'm not even going to repeat it anymore. It's so vile and God cannot continue to allow this to go forward forever. Folks, you got to remember in the Bible, when you would read times of judgment and you just, you go page to page, you forget that many times that there is a long gap of years that happens before God allows something to go on and on again before the cup gets full. Well, I'm telling you, the cup is getting full and we better make a decision who it is we're going to serve. We are being called to a higher standard. We are being called to keep the holy things of God holy and to get ourselves out of Babylon. This evil and wicked and corrupt, it's a sad time, folks. It's been sad at the death of the children in this country that we have served the God of Moloch for so many years by burning our babies in the womb when we kill them. The same as they burn them in the hand, we sacrifice them to the God of Moloch so that our prosperity won't be harmed. I used to believe in abortion when I was younger because I thought that's the easy way out. But then I met Jesus and he showed me the value of life. And folks, if you've had an abortion, trust me, God forgives. But don't justify it because you once did it or believed in it. That doesn't make you a hypocrite to change your mind. You repent of it. You confess it. I share the people the way I used to believe. Folks, I used to do everything wrong you could ever imagine in this world. But God forgives and he changes our hearts and he changes our minds, but we must guard our hearts in this hour. There's so much deception. There's so much evil. And folks, I I just want to say right now, I've allowed people to come onto this show. I've allowed Pastor Coverstone to come on here. And it seems like what he said about uh, October hasn't come to pass and looks like November's isn't either. But I've told you many times, don't ever trusted anything anybody says. I've never said ever that I've believed that that was from the Lord. I said, pray about it, seek it. It seemed like what he was saying uh, was lining up with what was going on in society. He wasn't trying to sell books over it. So I let him share on this program what he had to share. But I was reminded again that the best of men are nothing but a briar, a thorn hedge. And folks, don't be discouraged because God has prophets. God has people all over this world that speak the truth. Uh, I can tell you of amazing, miraculous things I've seen over in Africa and, and, and God working miracles. He does that stuff. But right now, I wanted to just share this. I'm not condemning, I'm not coming against people, but don't try, if something is wrong, if somebody says something that comes to pass, 
let it go. It doesn't come to pass. Let it go and move on. Don't try to justify it and make something right to fit your narrative. Now, I'm not coming against Pastor Coverstone. You know, I'm just saying right now, folks, re-listen to the God of heaven. Remember, he is the one who tells us what to do. I don't know what's going to happen. The Lord may turn this whole thing around. Maybe something's going to come to be to pass and works out wonderful or bad or white, as I said. I don't know. I know one thing's for sure. I am not going to trust in any man or woman in this hour. I am only going to trust in the Lord. And folks, you can get beat up. You can get beat down. You can beat yourself in the ground, or you can pick yourselves up by your bootstraps. You repent, you cry out to God, and you move on. Because this is an hour where we don't sulk. We repent, and we ask God to forgive us, and we move forward. And don't lose sight of the mission. The mission is still the same. We are to win souls for Jesus Christ in this hour. The mission has never changed. It will not change until the Lord comes again. We are to be about our Father's business. And when the Lord was about his Father's business, when he was here on this earth, they said they found him back in the temple. And, and when they asked him where he, what he was doing, he said, don't you know you're, I'm about my, being about my father's business? Jesus was right where he was supposed to be, in the temple. Folks, that's a powerful word for us. You can stray away from the Lord. You can get off the path, but remember, you'll always find him in the same place. He's in his father's temple. And the Lord has put his temple in us. Know you not that your body is a temple under the Holy Ghost? You know that? That's what the Bible says. We are a temple unto the Lord, and we need to remember to treat that temple right and to remember that he dwells in us. And even though we get off the path and we mess up or we do something wrong or whatever, we come back to where we always have found him, on our knees, in prayer, in his word. God will never forsake us. He will always lead us in the right ways. Folks, I am speaking to you as much as I am speaking to me tonight. These are precarious times. The world is completely off its hinges. The devil is doing everything he can to deceive. But right now in this hour, we must remember who it is that we serve. Jesus, Yahweh, our Heavenly Father, who sent His only begotten Son, that whomsoever, whomsoever, not just anybody, not just special select people or those that are of Israeli stock or those that are of some special line of prophets or chosen or black or white or whatever or whoever. No, that's not what He says. Whomsoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Folks, if you believe in our Lord and Savior, 
and you've confessed him. You've asked him to forgive you for your sin, and you accept that gift of salvation. It's not a license to sin. It's not a license to live licentiously. But you've accepted it, and you, be- and you believe it. You need to have confidence unto him that is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless. God will keep his word. But we must also remember to keep our side of the deal too. And that when we mess up, we run back to him. When we fall off the wagon, we repent and we run back to him. And when we get down and eating with the pigs like the prodigal son, we get up and we run back to our merciful heavenly father. And the Bible says when he sees them coming afar off, when he saw his child coming afar off, the Bible said that he went running to receive that lost son. This is Brother Frank encouraging everyone, keep the faith. Don't back off now. We are living in a fallen society, but our God is faithful. Good night and shalom. Trumpet in Zion, sounding.